0: Hello, hello, and welcome back. I wish you all from around the world, a happy Thanksgiving day, or as I would like to call it, happy day of gratitude to you and your loved ones, wherever you're listening in from. I am so grateful that you are here listening to this episode, this podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing so this episode is entitled grateful parenting and i can't wait to dive in a what that means and B, how it relates to adhd before i go there i just wanted to announce something that i'm so grateful for and so excited about and that is that we are in 2024 now offering adhd diagnosis survival coaching I want to thank the many parents out there who've reached out and who asked for this and who said, is there, do you, can you help? Can you guide? Can you, can I talk to you? Can you write? And so we went to work and we created this very simple offering, which is ADHD diagnosis, survival coaching sessions via zoom. So you can call in from anywhere in the world. And how it starts off, because it's not 2024 yet, right? We are offering free 30 minute exploration sessions and you can schedule them now. You can schedule a free session. Um, You get to talk to me uh, for now. It's me Uh, 30 minutes around whatever topic you'd like to discuss around yourself, ADHD, your children, parenting, family, and so forth, right? As a certified conscious parenting coach, a relationship coach, and now ADHD diagnosis, survival coach, it is my commitment that after 30 minutes of us being together on Zoom, that you see clearly whether this is something for you or not. And after that, in 2024, I will be taking on 10 clients every quarter. So every three months, I will only take on 10 clients because I have five days a week and I will dedicate two hours of my day to this coaching next to my other coaching and my other businesses. So 10 clients that I will coach each quarter next year and hopefully... um, We will have our video coaching, our our videos, our content and other offerings created by the summer of next year, hopefully no later than the end of next year. But for the beginning of next year, it is going to be just coaching on Zoom for now. So I'm really excited about this. And if you're hearing this for the first time, ADHD diagnosis survival coaching really is geared towards supporting the parents of children with ADHD as they're approaching or as they've received the diagnosis or post-diagnosis, or if you're in the fork of the road of like, should I medicate or not medicate? This coaching, I believe is so valuable. And I wish that my family, that we would have had this seven years ago when we had a diagnosis dropped onto our laps at the time with our son, Kai. Because one of the reasons why I believe it's important that this offering is important to support parents during this time is that most modalities, most therapies, most approaches around an ADHD diagnosis for a child are geared towards the children. Rightly so, right? You do need to start um, working with your child, guiding your child if you're going into an alternative approach which is what this podcast is all about, then of course you will um, apply certain therapies and do certain things that are for your child. But where is the support for the parents, right? Often when we, even when parents have therapists that are, you know, that that they go to, um, a therapist who is not well-versed in ADHD or who hasn't done the research and who's especially not perhaps on an alternative track, cannot, I believe, fully support a parent going through this. Therefore, with my experience, with years of coaching, years of experience of going through it, you know, myself with a son who's now been, I was diagnosed seven years ago, the seven year journey and having interviewed all these fantastic experts and parents and even children and adults with ADHD, all of that has given me so many insights and so much experience and wisdom around this that I just couldn't not offer this. I just have to offer this because I believe it's going to make a difference in the lives of many parents and children. Now I will say that just disclaimer, this is not coaching around whether you should medicate or not medicate your child. This isn't a tips or tricks coaching, as in, like, this is how you can strengthen executive function, and you need to have a calendar, and your child needs to do this, and you need to do, you know. There are some of those things that I mention, but this is a psychological, emotional, and spiritual type of support, type of coaching that will strengthen a parent in listening to their own intuition in finding out what is right for them, because you the parent, you're the expert in your child, your child, you're the expert. And so ultimately, no one should ever tell you, do this, do that. I should say, you should never listen to anyone as an authority of saying, you need to do this, you need to do that. Now, when I say you should never listen to anyone as an authority, sure, if you're listening to a doctor, that doctor is an authority in the field of medicine, or at least so we've certified them or given them a degree and they have the experience. So yes, they are an authority in that field, but the ultimate authority to decide what you will do with your child or you know, for your child, that is you. There is no one outside of that authority, your sovereign authority. I just wanted to say that. So my coaching isn't geared to tell you what to do, to give you the right tips and tricks and to come to you at the fork in the road and say, you need to go left, not right. That is not what my coaching is about. It's all about bringing you, the parent, home to your own stability, your your own certainty, your intuitive powers so that you can make the right decision for you and your child and ultimately your family. That is my commitment. So how do you get there? Go to ADHDsover.com. You will see a pop-up, takes about two seconds. The pop-up will come and it will say, new, introducing, ADHD diagnosis, survival coaching. You click on, I believe it says, learn more, more info. You go there, you get to the, the coaching page. It explains why I'm doing what I'm doing. It explains some of the phases of the coaching, and there is a check availability button on the left where you can schedule a free exploration session via Zoom. This is a 30-minute free session, and I'm not a stickler about time. You know, we're having a good conversation. We're going deep. Maybe it's 45 minutes. I don't know. Maybe it's an hour. But for right now, I'm scheduling these sessions in 30-minute increments. So go check the availability. Book yourself a free session. You'll get a Zoom code, and boom, on Zoom we are. When we talk about you, your child or children, your family, anything you want to discuss. And in 2024, the system will be active and will allow you to book uh, sessions. I will, like I said, I will only take 10 clients every three months. Uh, you can book now. We have a beta up on the website, adhesover.com. Like I said, you got to wait for the pop-up for the coaching, get more info, and you can already book certain sessions like there's a pre-diagnosis there's a post-diagnosis there's the fork in the road which is about to medicate or not medicate and then there's the what I call the maintenance which is the road less traveled once you embark on this alternative um, approach you know once you go down that path um, trust me you're going to need support we needed support it's a lot coming at you once you go down the alternative route people will question you, uh, shame you, people will send you videos that try to prove that you're doing the wrong thing and so forth. And it's just good to have uh, support then. So I'm going to leave it there. Also, if you go to adhesover.com, you'll see at the bottom right, there's a download, the free survival guide. So you can kind of feel out what the coaching will be around. Uh, because we, we decided to do this early on, to have a downloadable free PDF for parents to get at least something in their hands so they can even bring this up to their, to their doctor, to their psychologist, psychiatrist. They can have a, what I call a mature, two-sided discussion with these so-called experts. I believe parents have the right to ask questions or have the right to question, Right? Asking questions and to question has become such a, well, why are you questioning this? Well, I'm just asking questions, right? This is the life of my child in your hands. So I have some questions here, right? So this guide will really give you some information and it's all been fact checked. It's all come straight from the source um, that you can actually bring up to an expert and see what they say. So that's the free Uh, survival guide the ADHD diagnosis survival guide you can download on the website as well awesome all right I'm excited to be seeing many of you face to face on zoom and to talk about your amazing children and to help you support you and guide you throughout this journey all right let's dive in grateful parenting what does that mean well on this day of gratitude I wanted to take a moment and really talk about what does it mean to be a grateful parent, right? It is one thing to say, "Oh, I'm thankful for my health, I'm thankful for my children, my my husband or wife, my house, my you know everything we own, the food on our table, the roof over our head." You know, we've heard the typical uh, Thanksgiving or gratitude speeches, right? And when I say typical, I'm not putting them down. It's just sort of you know these are the obvious things, right? What we're grateful for, the money in our bank. Uh, the clothes on our back, the food, the, the roof over our heads, our children's health, right? Great, like, Rightly so. Very grateful. And I am too. But let's go a little deeper. What does it mean to be, first of all, a conscious parent, right? As a certified conscious parenting coach, I had to ask that question for months during the certification. Like, what, what, what does that mean, conscious parenting? Like, it's such a buzz word, right? Conscious parenting, conscious parenting, new age. Spiritual, oh yeah, yeah, that thing. Well, what I've come to learn is that conscious parenting is nothing other than being a more aware parent moment by moment than you were the moment before. Very simple, right? Our parents did the best they could. Our parents though, and this is a generational thing or a thing of the times, our parents did not have as much psychological information come at them through, you know, content on social media, on the web, right? For during most of our parents' lives, this did not exist. So we have a lot of psychological, psychiatric, spiritual content coming at us that is, I don't want to say automatically, but it is aiding in making us more aware moment to moment, right? And some content makes us perhaps less aware. We check out, perhaps it's not uh true what the content says perhaps it's fake news you know but for the most part i want to focus on the 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 things that we are exposed to that actually have validity that are based in wisdom experience right and research and those things make us more aware so being an aware parent or conscious parent is nothing other i'll say it again than being more aware moment to moment than we were in the moment before how do we do that? Well, the only way to do it is by disrupting, interrupting the patterns, the, what I call hand-me-down transgenerational parenting patterns, right? It's how our parents did it. It's how my mom did this, how my dad did this. It's, it's even media, society, politics, religion, culture is telling us, this is what you do. I'm just going to pick apart one example, and then I'm going to make the transition from aware conscious parenting to grateful parenting. So hang on, just one example here of something that we've been told is truth and we should do as parents that is now biting us in the butt. It is now backfiring. And that is to let an infant that is screaming or crying simply alone and let them scream and cry so they learn how to self-soothe. That, my friends, is now biting us in the butt. It is literally one of the most common causes to create fear of abandonment. How do I know? Well, it's based on research and I have fear of abandonment myself. What happens when we leave an infant alone? Or I should start with what we think we're doing is we're teaching them. Well, you can't just cry for anything you want. You can't just cry and then I'm going to show up every time you cry. And you can't just be in control of me. Uh, You got to learn how to self-soothe. Now, there is validity to learning how to self-regulate later as adults, but as a little infant in a crib, that ain't on your radar at that time in your life. So what an infant needs at that time is hugging, presence, care, physical touch, basically feeling like they're not alone, feeling like they matter, feeling like they're loved, feeling like they're nurtured. That is what they need. And that will create a healthier human being in the long run because we're helping them co-regulate their nervous system. They're not in fight or flight mode. They're regulated down, they're calm, they will stop crying eventually. Now, if it's a toothache or something like that or whatever, then even in that case, right? Unless you're performing surgery immediately and you take care of the problem, it's not going to go away this second, but the soothing, the nurture, the care, the attention, the presence, the touch, all of that actually calms their nervous system and they will turn out to be, in the long run, more regulated human beings. So I'm mentioning that particular example because that was not, uh, you could say, a piece of aware parenting back in the day. We're getting better at it. We're spreading the message. We're learning. We're letting other parents know, hey, um, this was actually uh, not what works best. This is not truth. This is not... Uh, based on the best science or research, we've now learned that it's actually not effective. It's actually going to create disorder, right, in in this child's system. So, I'm mentioning that because that's how we can start interrupting, disrupting these these hand me down patterns of parenting. So, let's go to grateful parenting. Talked about aware and conscious parenting. Yes, super important first step to be very aware of our patterns, to be aware of perhaps screaming, to be aware of um, blaming our children, of blackmailing them, you know, blackmailing meaning like if you do this, I won't love you, but if you do it this way, I love you, right? It's the ultimate blackmail. It's like love is now conditional. As a child, you learn, well, I have to do that or my mom doesn't love me or my dad doesn't love me, right? That's conditioning them. So... Grateful parenting is exactly what what it stands for, like what the words say. It's being grateful as a parent. Being grateful, first of all, that you have the privilege, honor, to have this child in your life. I call them live-in life coaches because once you have children, and I always hear uh, adults who don't want to have kids or who say, oh, well, I'll just have a dog and that's enough for me. I just, I don't want kids, right? They, they sort of, it's almost like, look, nobody has to have children. But I once made a controversial statement on social media when I was still on social media. I'm currently not on social media and loving it. Um, is that, you know, what I, the comment I put is that unless you have children of your own someday, right? You can never fully appreciate the love that your parents have for you. And you can never fully appreciate your parents. And I got a lot of heat back from people who are like, that's bullshit. I choose not to have kids. Not everybody has to have kids. I love my parents. Da da da, da. And what's interesting is I never said that you can't love your parents, that you can't appreciate them. But I said fully appreciate, fully appreciate love them because it isn't until I had my own kids and I know thousands of parents who've said that. I've seen interviews, I've talked to parents uh, on my other podcast, You Love Life, where I've explored intimacy, love, marriage, and so forth. Um, I've talked to many, 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 many parents and they all agree. And if you're a parent, you'll probably agree. There is a moment and it's not right away, but there's a moment in your life when having kids where you go, oh. Oh, 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 now I get it. Now I get it. And some of us, look, it'll take years for, for some of us. It might be, uh, might be not until our kids are 30, five, or getting married or having their own kids and you're a grandparent. There's just something that happens as a child when you finally make that phone call or have that conversation with your parents and you go, mom and dad, thank you. I, I get it now holy bananas, right? And that's a level of love and understanding and awareness that you cannot have if you don't have your own children. Now, this is not a everybody should have children plug. This is simply talking about the different levels, right? So when I talk about gratitude, being a grateful parent, it's to realize that these live-in life coaches, these children of ours are A privilege to have, because guess what? Unless we ignore the things that they trigger, the unhealed wounds that they trigger in us, unless we ignore that, we are getting so much value as parents. If we are aware and present to the opportunities that each of those trigger moments present, Here it is, going back to Aware and Conscious Parenting. They present an opportunity for us to disrupt an old pattern. You've heard me say this before. Children with this so-called disorder diagnosis of ADHD are like check engine lights in a family. Why? Because when situations, right, when this is heightened, when the stress is heightened, that is a major opportunity to stop and go, whoa, 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 my nervous system is way out of whack, totally not regulated, because of something this child just did, and by the way, partners do that to us too, but I'm just going to stay focused now on our children here. Whoa, 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 this regulated, this child just did something, said something, I am so triggered, and you pause there. You don't go to the automatic automatic reaction, the reflex It is to yell, blame, shame, make wrong, whatever. You fill in the blank. That is the opportunity. That micro moment is the opportunity to disrupt that pattern, to switch from unaware to aware, to go from unconscious to conscious. Now, most of us adults, smarty pants, we think, oh, no, I'm pretty aware. Oh, no, I know what I'm doing. No, no, I was conscious when I did that. But that child deserved to be put in their place at that moment. I needed to do that, right? We think we're so aware, so conscious when that happens. But none of us are. It happens so quickly. And I know this from experience. Unless we nip it in the butt in every micro moment where we realize we are triggered and we are dysregulated, we got to stop. We got to take a deep breath. And here comes the solution. You can only have one or two, one of two ways of being In a moment like that, we can either be righteous or loving. You choose. Every moment in life, by the way, not just those moments. We can either be putting energy and time into proving that we're right, or we can be loving, which is accepting, understanding, listening. Accepting doesn't mean that you agree with someone, but you go, okay, I see where you're coming from. I don't agree, but I see where you're coming from. That's love. Righteousness, righteousness would be, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm right. You're wrong. Let me prove it to you. Here's my fact. Here's my link. Here's my fact check-in. Here's my moral high ground. Here's my whatever, right? So in any moment, any micro moment, when you're triggered and dysregulated, we got to take a deep breath and we got to put in the love. We can't put in the righteousness. Why? Our children are watching. Our children are human beings. Think of them as adults. Would you talk to your best friend that you love that way? No. And I have to admit, I'm not proud of it, but I have to admit there have been times, it's very rare now, there are probably more thoughts now than actual words, but there have been times in the past where I've spoken to my kids like they're just little dumb unevolved immature people not even people but I just I'm so not proud to say this but I also want to be straight that I'm not perfect I'm human there have been moments where I'm like my best friend would never tolerate me talking to them like that never they would be like dude you are fucking out of whack you do not talk to me like that no 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 back it up take two right so if we can catch those mac- mic- micro macro, whatever you want to call them, moments, stop, take a deep breath, put in the love and realize you are talking to a human being most likely so much higher, meaning so much more evolved than we are as adults. Because children have less filters at certain ages, right? They've been conditioned less than we have. They're less comfortable than we have, meaning they're not in a comfort zone. They question more. They are more truthful. They they feel more, right? Until we sort of conditioning, condition them out of all these things and make them adults. You know, one of my favorite sayings is don't grow up, it's a trap. You know? And it's like or or something, or there's something else that says being an adult is is it's not, yeah, forget. But yeah, don't grow up. It's a trap. And what that means is just don't become one of those adults that's so conditioned to be boring and negative, and insensitive, and a know-it-all, right? That is not a way to live. That is a slow way to die. So being a grateful parent is really seeing your child as a miraculous privilege in your life and treating them that way. That's where the gratitude comes in, not just on one, one day a year on Thanksgiving to say, oh, I'm so thankful for my children. They're so great. But on a daily basis, moment to moment, to show your gratitude as a way of being, to really honor them, to never label them or make them a problem, label them as a problem, label them as broken, label them as not good enough, label them as if you were only as fill in the blank as your sister or brother, then we would love you. If you get better grades, if you were more focused, If whatever that is, fill in the blank, right? That is not gratitude. That is judgment. That is comparison. That is fear-based thinking, fear-based parenting. Hey, nothing wrong with that. We've all done it. But the question is, would you prefer to be an aware, conscious, grateful parent or an unaware, unconscious, ungrateful parent? That's really the choice here. And it's simple. To be a grateful, aware Conscious parent is so rewarding because when I did my certification, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a better coach. But actually, sure, I've become a better coach, I think, but also I've become a better parent. Why? Well, because I had to choose conscious and aware parenting in every micro moment, or at least as much as I could and can, right? It's an ongoing process. I'm not perfect, I'm not done. But to have that awareness, was the first step to realize that really what it comes down to is fully accepting and loving our children for who they are in any moment, giving them space to be honest, not reacting to any honesty with a negative emotion, but to appreciate, that's where gratitude comes in again, to appreciate them for telling the truth, to celebrate them for their light and for their shadow sides. To just be like, yeah, hey, I get it. You know, thank you for sharing this with me. And to not go straight to punishment. Sure, there's consequences. But consequences are different than punishment. It's another kind of myth that we've been sold that punishment is definitely going to straighten out your kids, right? Again, I believe consequences are, you know, what's often needed. Now, consequences delivered in a very calm and loving way of being, is effective. Punishment delivered with anger is ineffective. Anger breeds more anger. Anger is judgment. Anger is fear. Anger is the absence of love in that moment. And your child is watching and listening and learning. Monkey say, monkey do, monkey do, monkey say. My boys are joking about this recently. There's been some... Some online uh, content with jokes about that, but really they're watching. They're watching us and they're learning. They're like a sponge, right? And so, why not teach our children that we can be so grounded as parents, right, within ourselves that when anything happens in the world, not just that they do or, you know, in our family, but in the world, any atrocious, crazy, whatever, you know, disruptive thing happens in the world, we can stay grounded and we can discuss it and we can set boundaries and we can have consequences and we can take actions, but none of it is fear-based. None of it is reaction-based, like reflex, right? We have a choice. That's what I'm here to say. So on this day of gratitude, I invite you to reflect on the privilege that it is to have the children or the child you have in your life. And I invite you to reflect on where perhaps could you infuse more gratitude into your parenting, into your family, between you and your child. Where could you perhaps be more aware of old patterns that you've learned from your parents or media, society, culture, religion, you name it. And I invite you to be more conscious around where your beliefs come from. Like, why, does you, why do you feel that your child needs to go to an Ivy League school? Why do you feel like your child needs to be a doctor and can't be an, an artist? Why do you believe that your child should now get married because they're already in their late 20s and they haven't gotten married? Why do you believe that divorce is bad? Or that, you know, whatever the beliefs are, Where do those beliefs come from? One of my mentors always says, culture is a cult. That's why it's called culture. C-U-L-T are the first four letters. Well, why is it a cult? Because culture conditions us to believe something that is not always our own belief, that doesn't come from the inside, that comes from the outside. Culture is an external influence. The internal influence, the intuition-guided creation of beliefs and truths, you know, that's, that's you. You are in charge of that. So when we stop listening to culture, religion, politics, and so forth, and we actually listen to our own intuition, and meditation, prayer are great ways to get there, obviously, or just being still, uh, you know, even if you're waiting in the line at the DMV, at the Department of Motor Vehicle, uh, if you're waiting there to renew your license, for example, you can take a minute and get still and connect to the, the universe or to the, you know, higher power, whatever you want to call it, God, um, you can connect to that and get intuitive hits around a situation in life. That is truly being conscious. That is truly being connected to source. And whenever we're connected to source, we pretty much innately respond to any situation with love. People who meditate and pray often are more loving, scientifically proven, brain waves and so forth, more loving, nervous system calmer, than people who don't. So why not pray and meditate? If you don't believe in prayer, you're not a religious person, you're not a spiritual person, meditate. If you don't believe in meditation, just do stillness for a minute 10 minutes a day just be still don't talk turn off the music see for yourself it's just an invitation right to tap into gratitude and on this day i'm so grateful for you the listener all the listeners around the world from many 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 countries that it makes me smile to see the names of of the countries and the cities that you tune in from i want to thank you for giving me your attention, giving me your time. And I promise you, if you follow the basic um, beliefs of this podcast that lead you to your own intuition to make the choices in your lives for your children and yourself, and to create new beliefs around what it means, what a disorder is, and what it means to heal your traumas first and then that your children will co-regulate and that what it means to dissolve these so-called symptoms these observed behaviors in your children thank you for listening and I like I said I promise you that this stuff works I've seen it happen in my own family with our own son I've seen it happen in other families I've talked to many of them where their children are now adults that were never medicated. Now, this is not a pro or anti-medication podcast, but I've seen non-medicated children turn out very well. Contrary to the the mass media or mainstream media's uh, preaching of, if you do not medicate a child with ADHD, they will not turn out. That is a myth. This is a one-sided conversation. We're here to add the other side. So if you're here because you trust your intuition, you believe that going down this road less traveled is the right thing for you to do, then we can support. Like I said earlier, at the beginning of this episode, go to ADHDsover.com and sign up for a free 30 minute exploration session with me, and we'll talk about you and your children, child, your family situation around this so-called disorder. Be my pleasure to make a difference, to support you. Next year, I'm going to take on 10 clients every quarter and we'll do ADHD diagnosis, survival coaching that will guide you back to your own intuition, your home, where you get to be a sovereign decision maker in your family and you get to feel like you did the right thing. You chose for yourself what is right for your child, what is right for your family. So enjoy the day with family and friends and loved ones. Eat some good food, breathe some fresh air, get some exercise afterwards, enjoy it. Until next time, cheers.